Okay, good morning everybody. Today's daf is Babakama Daf Kuf Yud Beis. We left off on Daf Kuf Yud Aleph Amid Beis. We are at the last Amar Mar Gzela Kayemes Chayavin on Daf Kuf Yud Aleph Amid Beis. Today's year is sponsored by Dr. David Lander in honor of his wife and children. Adli the Nishmas' mother, Goldaba Simcha Shalom. Also by Daniel Sadian for the success of Klaudi Shalom in these times. And Atzlacha for our soldiers and our captives. Also by Samuel Kadish in honor of the Shir and for the thousands of Dapim of Gemara and countless ideas and words of Torah that were learned by the Shir's attendees. Uh, we thank him very much. Also by the Spira family on the occasion of the recent Shloshim for Dr. Alex Spira of Montreal, Yeshaya Tzvi Ben Avram Eliezer Vihudis Zechron Levracha. Dr. Spira listened to our Davyomi Shir for over a decade and inspired his children and grandchildren to listen to the Shir and other online Shirim. I had an opportunity to, uh, to speak with him on the phone once. It's a tremendous loss for our, uh, for our Lomdim uh, community. It's Neshama Shev Aliyah. Also by Rosie and Mark Friedman, Li'ili Nishmas, Mark's father, Rabbi Morris Friedman, Harav Shmuel Moshe, Ben Yechiel Dova Cohen, whose yard site is Shabbos. And also by Amy and Michael Tarla, commemorating the second yard site of Michael's father, Yecheskel Aaron, Ben Chaim Meir, Neshama Shev Aliyah. We thank all of the sponsors very much for the sponsorship. So we're going to talk about today is the following. First, we're going to uh, discuss a children's obligation toward their parents' ribbons. We've been talking about a children's obligation toward their, the stolen items of their parents. What about ribbons that their parents had collected? The Gemara is going to make a potential distinction between children of a gazlan who are gedolim and children who are katanim with regard to the chiyuf hashava. I mean, the Gemara is going to jump back into the discussion about uh, the chiyuf hashava when it comes to stolen items, but the Gemara is going to talk about whether there's a difference between children who are over bar mitzvah and under bar mitzvah. Then the Gemara is going to talk about the rights and the responsibilities of Yorshim, not in something that their father stole, but in something that their father borrowed. The father, in the middle of the loan, in the middle of the, uh, the term, the period of time that the father was borrowing something, he died. So what do the children, are the children allowed to use it? Are they chayiv and onsim, just like their father? What are their rights and responsibilities? Then the Gemara is going to discuss the concept of accepting edus shalo bifnei baldin, or bifnei a katan, which is the same as Shalom, might be the same as Shalom Bifnei the Baldin. And the Gemara is going to tell a fascinating story about Rabbi Yirmiya uh, trying to uh, receive uh, something that his father-in-law had left, uh, but uh, d- dealing with the problem of not being Makabal Eidos Shalom Bifnei Baldin. The Gemara is then going to have a machlokas about being Makaye Mishtar, not in front of the Baldin. So not only being Makabal Eidos Shalom Bifnei Baldin, we're going to talk about Kim Shtaros Shalom Bifnei Baldin, and the Gemara is going to talk about the process of allowing a malva to collect from the lovas properties. I mean, let's say the lovas says, I just need a little more time. I need a little more time. I'm paying back. So at what point do we say, you know what? You ran out of time. And is it just a, like that? You know, one day uh, we're, we're letting it go and then the next day we come down on the mart? Or is there some sort of process that is involved? So that's going to be at the end of the daf. So let's begin at Amar Mar. So we had said, there's three lines on the bottom of the page. Amar we had said at the end of the Brisa that we learned yesterday, Gzela Kayam is Chayavin. That if the Gzela is still around, the Chayavin the Shalim, the Yorshim have to pay. They're not Kona the Gzela with the Yehush and Shina Rishos. So it says, maybe that's a Kasha on Rabbi Barchama, because Rabbi Barchama said that the Rishos Yorish is Kurushos Lo Kayach. That meaning when a Yorish receives it, it says, if a buyer had bought it, and should, therefore shouldn't that be considered Shina Rishos? So Amalach Rabbi Barchama 
Rabbah, Rabbi Bercham would answer, Kitanyahi. No, when that Brisa tells us that uh, the Yorshim have to return the Gzela and they are not Kona it, that's Lufne Yeyush. Meaning, the Brisa agrees with me that once you're Yorish, that's a Shina Rishos, but Shina Rishos is only one ingredient. You need Yeyush and Shina Rishos. So the Brisa was talking when there was no Yeyush and there was only Shina Rishos. Ravadabar Ava Masni Lahadram Barchama Aha. Ravadabar Masna taught Rami Barchama's Shita and his Machlokas with Rava that we learned yesterday, not on the din of our Mishnah about someone who stole and was then Moresh Lebanov, but rather about a case of Ribis that the Tosefta says, If a father leaves over for his children after he dies, money that he received from his love of Betaras Ribis on the Halva'a, and not only if they, uh, if, if, if they know for, that, that the father has some money of Ribis somewhere in the estate, but even if they know that this precise money is ribis money, they do not have to return that ribis money. So in that context, we learn that Rabbi Barachama says, from this din that the, their potter even though the father was motzi the money, and the halacha is that the ribis da raisas yotzubedayanim, halacha is that if you collect ribis, the, the, the guy could sue you in court and get the money back. So uh, nevertheless, uh, the, but since Rishus Yorish is Kurushus Lokech, that's why they're pater and they're kona it with Yehush and Shina Rishus. So the Yorshim are uh, kona that money with, with Yehush and Shina Rishus. How do I know that there's necessarily Yehush? So the Yamsur Shalom explains, Bederechla, the lova who gives ribis, is Miyayish from ever getting it back. I mean, he assumes that was part of the deal. I borrowed the money in the terms of the, the loan, where that there was ribis. So when he pays the ribis, he assumes that he's never going to uh, see that money again. Rava Amar Rava says, It could be that Rishus Yorish is not considered a new Rishus. I, why then do the children not have to pay back the father's ribis? Ah, not because of Yeish and Shina Rishus. There is no Shina Rishus. Vishaini Hacha is just a special Xeris Akosov to Omar Kra because the Pasuk says when it comes to Ribis, Al Tikach me Ito Neshech Vitarbis, and the Vierismel Kach Vachayechimach. So they darshin, Ahadelekiechi, Dinachi Badach, that you return the Ribis so that you can live together with him in peace. So since the Torah says, Imach, that you're supposed to live together with him, so the Chiv of Ashavas Ribis is Lididei Kamasule Rachmana. It's only to the Makabala ribis that the Torah says that uh, that there's a mitzvah to return it. But his children are not included in that obligation to return it. And therefore, that's why the kids don't have to return the ribis. So whereas Rabbi Barachama says that the reason the Tosefta says children don't have to return ribis is because it's yesh and shina rishos, because rishos yoresh, kirishos lokeach, Rabbi says, no, it's a special that you have by ribis that, uh, that, that, that only the guy himself would have to return the ribbis, but not his Yorshim. There is a machlok as we've shown him are the Yorshim only Nisma'it from the Chi of Hashavah's ribbis that their father took? What if they themselves collected ribbis on a loan that their father made? Their father made a loan and there was a ribbis uh, as part of the deal and then, uh, but he had not yet collected and then the children collected it. Do they have a Chi of Hashavah's ribbis on that? So Shittim Gvetzis Kotzeramah, that even if they took the ribbis, Midas Halove, they do not have to return it. However, the Rashba disagrees and he says that the Banim are Nisma'it Me'ashavah because they're not the ones that took 
the ribis. But if they if they are the ones that took the ribis, then they nachinami. The implication is they certainly would have to uh, return that ribis. So man de masnir brisa ravada barava who taught the machlokas rami bar chama and rava uh, the, the, on on the brisa about ribis uh, that uh, and, and and proved from that brisa that uh, the, uh, had rami bar chama proving from that brisa the rishus yorish is kerushos lokeach kolshkein amasnisin would certainly say that from our Mishnah, Rabbi Bar Chava could prove that Rishos Yorish is Kurushos Lokeach. But if Rami Bar Chava's basis for saying Rishos Yorish is Kurushos Lokeach was from our Mishnah, it could be that that was only a din by Gezel. But when it comes to the Brisa that's about Ribis, it could be Rabbi Bar Chava is going to be Moda, that there's no Raya from the Brisa that Rishos Yorish is Kurushos Lokeach, because he could learn the Brisa the way Rava learned the Brisa. That yes, the children get to keep the Ribis, they do not have to return it, but maybe that's only because there's a Zerusakasav by Ribis. So it's a more, it's a stronger Raya from our Mishnah than it is from our Brisa. So it says, Brisa says, if you steal and you feed the uh, the food that you stole to your children, and then the guy drops dead, the Gazan drops dead, so that the children do not have to pay it back. But in let's say the children didn't eat it. The father just left the Gzela in front of them, so it's still there, the children, if they are gedolim, have to return the gzela. But katanim peturim milashalim. If they're katanim, they don't have to return the gzela. So even though the, when the gzela is be'en, you can't be mechayiv them uh, to, because they're still it's still mechusu gavia and they're not benechiyu v'din. So even though the gzela is still there, you still can't do anything because they are katanim. You can't tell katanim to do anything. Vim amru gedolim, and if the gedolim children say peturin, if they come with a tiny and they say, I don't know what sort of cheshvonos our father made, maybe he already paid you back with something else. Well, then they're potter even when the gazelas be'en. So, Mishum Damri ain't on the yod and peturim, watch, just because they say that we don't know about our father's cheshvonos, they're going to be potter. Over here you have a vade chiyuv. Their father definitely stole it. And it's, there's definitely a chiyuv hashava. And the nixel tainas with the tainas bari that they never returned it. And the yorshim only have a tainas safeg. I don't know, maybe the father may work out some deal with you and he returned it. So, bari v'shema bari why would they be able to say such a taina? The Gemara wonders. So, Amurava Hachikamar. No, we miss. We miss uh, uh, stated that last line of the Brisa. Gedolim Shamru Yodim Anu Cheshbonos Shechashav Avinu Imach Velo Pashloch Gabe Velo Midi. If Gedolim come with the taina's bari and they say we know exactly what Cheshbonos our father made and he didn't leave anything of yours uh, in in his possession, Peturim, then they're not going to pay because they're neman with the taina that they could have said we already returned it or when there are no Edom on the Gzele Migo that they could have said Lahadam they could have said Lahadvar Meolam that the whole Maisa never uh, never happened the Gemara wonders uh, the Rishonim rather are, are, are uh, wonder about the Gemara's Kasha over here right the Gemara says I don't understand how could you have a Havamina that Gedolim can say Einonu Yodim that's only a Taina Shema and Bari Vishema Bari Yadith so the Rishonim just point out that uh, by Yorshim we always say Tanin and Yorshim we we would taina on behalf of Yorshim whatever the father could have taina. The Yorshim don't need to have a taina's bari. And since the father could have said that he paid back the gzela if he has a migo of gzarti, so uh, so they, they, they should they should believe it as well. So the Balamar and the Rush explained that it's not shchiach that the gazun would give back money for a gzela that's kayemes uh, in order to be kona the gzela. Meaning he stole the item. The item's still there. It's very uncommon that the gazun instead will pay back money and keep the uh, the item itself. So it's not
not a real taina that you could say. It's not a reasonable taina that would be shchiach enough that the person would be able to say taini idach. We have another bright side. Goes that a person is gozel, he feeds the food that he stole to his children, the children do not have to pay it back. But he didn't feed them, he just left it there, and then after he died, they ate it. So whether the children are gedolim or katanim, they're going to have to pay it back. Wait, is that true? Are katanim going to be Even if they did worse than eating it, if they were mazik they'd be potter, because katanim are simply loving they're not people who are obligated to pay. No, what the Brisa really meant to say is, If the father left the food there and the children have not yet eaten it, so it's still intact, then then even Ketanim are going to have to pay it back because you're holding on to something that belongs to somebody else. You have the very item itself. So now the Gemara brings a similar type of uh, topic about uh, not Yorshim with that which their father stole, but Yorshim's uh, rights and responsibilities in that which their father borrowed. The father borrowed a cow and he dropped dead. And here's the cow in, the, in his property. So, the Yorshim are allowed to use it Kolzman that uh, the father had borrowed it. So the father had this, uh, you know, a 30-day uh, loan on this uh, this cow. He dies 10 days into it, so the Yarshim could continue to use it for another for another 10 days. Now the uh, the 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 uh, the the, the, Rishon, the rather are bothered. Major Achronim, Kivegur, the Nesivus, Machnefraim, they're all bothered that generally speaking, the Allah is Gemara says that a shovel is not Rashi Lahashil. So why is it that when I when I when when someone lent the father this cow when he loaned the, father, the, the cow to the father, why is it that the children are then allowed to be the Sho'elim after the father dies? A Sho'el in general is not allowed to pass it on to someone else to, to, uh, to lend it out. So they say that anyone who's mafkid, al-das ishto banafu mafkid. So one of the answers the Yachronim give is, when I lend somebody something, I know he's not going to be the only one using it. Whoever lives in this household is also going to be using it. And therefore there's an understanding that the children are, are also sholim. Or he says, maybe that's only din l'chadchila. But b'dyeven, im avar v'hishil, maybe the, uh, the shawal is zocha uh, in the hishtamshos. Meaning, enochinami, when I lend something to somebody, he's not allowed to go and lend it to somebody else, but he didn't. He just dropped dead. And then, so it was loaned automatically to somebody else and maybe once that happens, they have the rights of Ishtamshus. He wasn't allowed to pass on those rights, but once those rights have been passed on, it's effective and they're allowed to use it. That's what the Achorim suggests. <laughs> but anyway, Mesa, if the cow drops dead uh, during the term, Ein Chayavin Bon Seha. The Yorshim have all the rights, none of the responsibilities. They're not Chayavin and Onus that happens to the cow, even though it was showing normally is uh, responsible is responsible for owns for owns him um, because they they can't yarshin chiyuvim that their uh, that their father that their father have that the father had. Rashi writes, they themselves are not chayiv because they were not mekabel shmira on this. Rashi and Ksuba says, they're not the ones who borrowed it. And since they're not the ones who borrowed it, they're not the ones who are mekabel shmira. So Machna Ephraim just points out in Simon Aleph, when it, when it comes to the chayiv of a shoel, why is a shoel chayiv? Is it because mistama he's mekabel 
Kabbalah on himself to be Chayiv and Onsim? Or do we say no? Even if he's, we know he's not Mechayiv to be Mechayiv and Onsim, just the very fact that Kola Shalom is Mechayiv him and Onsim. Meaning the very fact that Shaul doesn't have to pay anything for it and he gets to use it, all the benefits coming to his side. So that alone is Mechayiv him and Onsim. So from Rashi, says Machna Ephraim, we could, we could uh, prove that it's Tali in his Kabbalah. Because over here, the Yorshim uh, have all the rights and responsibilities, but they're not Chayiv and Onsim. Why not? They have all the rights, none of the responsibilities. They're not Chayiv and Onsim. Why are they not Chayiv and Onsim? Because they were never Mechabel. So you see, it's a Raya that you need to be Mechabel. Now, had it not been for Rashi, you could not necessarily prove for, to that side of the Chakira just from the fact that Yorshim are Pater, because it could be that, uh, that, that you don't need a Kabbalah Schiv, but nevertheless, you need to be Mechabel at least to be a Shoel. And the Yorshim were never even Mechabel to do that. Meaning maybe it's an automatic that a shawl is chayv onsim, whether they're mekabel to be chayv onsim or not, but they have to at least be mekabel to be a shawl. And in this case, they weren't even mekabel to be a shawl. So the raya is only from Rashi. The raya is not from the halacha itself that's in, in, the, in the Gemara. So, uh, okay, so we had said so uh, that, that, uh, that a father leaves uh, she'ela, so they're, they're not chayv in uh, onsim. So, uh, however, if they didn't know that it was she'ula, kisrum shalaviyamhi, they thought this belonged to their father. And therefore, they uh, they shechted and they ate it. That's not considered like a pshia, nor is it like a neva aveda. That's considered an ones. And we can't be mechayiv them. He did mazik because it's an ones gomor. They had no reason to know that their father didn't own this. It, they, the father died. It was there. So that's considered an ones gomor. At least that's the way Tosus learns. Because Tosus learns that that that, that even uh, though a mazik obviously is going to be chayiv when he's mazik when it's Ones Gomor, a Mazik is going to be Potter. That's based on Yerushalmi, but it's against the Ramban. The Ramban writes that a Mazik is Chayiv even Ba'ones Gomor. So the Ramban has to understand our Gemara a little differently. But anyway, within Tosfos, the way to teach our Gemara is that if they thought it belonged to their father, and then they were Mazik it, they shechted it, they ate it, but that's an Ones Gomor, and therefore they're going to be Potter. So Mishalm Dmei Basar they do have to pay two-thirds of the value of the meat. They don't have to pay the full value of the behema because had they known that they'd be chayv to pay that, they never would have eaten from the basar at all. But al-das, to be mishal in basar bazul, they would still eat because it's still a great deal on the meat. So that's mashanen. So they at least have to pay for the hanoa that they got. But if their father left them, then they have to pay. So what essentially is we have three statements over here. Statement number one is that when a father dies and there is a parashu'ula in the property, they have the right to continue using it, but are not chayiv and onsim. Statement number two is that if they shechted it, and when they, that if they shechted it, not knowing that it was uh, that it was borrowed, then they're going to be potter. They're only going to have to pay to make basul And then statement number three is something about achrayis nechasim being chayiv to pay. So what's that going on? Is that going on statement number one, or is that going on statement number two? So says Gemara. Some learned that last line about the chiyavonsim that when there's an onus in the part of the bailim could collect the money from the nechasim shubadim of the uh, of the father. 
Meaning we said the, that the children are going to be totally potter from Onsen. Yeah, but then that last line says, unless the father left Karka. If the father left Karka, then that's Meshubah to pay back for the uh, for that which was borrowed. But some say, no, this is going on the case of the Seifa, where they didn't know, they ate it, so the Bailam could collect from the Yarshim, Demei Basar Bazul, but if there was Karka, then he could collect even more than Demei Basar Bazul. So Madimasa the one who taught this din about collecting from the Karka uh, when it's when it's Nenas, Kolshke uh, Seifa, would say for sure in the Seifa that they're able to collect from the from the Mechasim when uh, when the children shechted it. And therefore, Rava disagrees with Rav Papa about whom we're going to learn soon, who holds that uh, that that the Nechasim of a Shoel are not Meshubad so long as the item is still intact. It's only at the moment of Pshia or at the moment of Ones that it becomes Meshubad. So if at the moment of Pshia or at the moment of Ones the father was already dead, there's not going to be any Shibud that's created. But the one who taught this Din, in the case of the Sefer where the Yorsham ate it, it could be that it's only in that case that you could collect from the Nechassim that were Meshubad while the father was still alive. But maybe in the case of the Reisha uh, where we would not say that you could collect from the Nechassim because it was not Meshubad from the time of the beginning of the Sheva. It's only from the time of the Ones. And the time of the Ones happened after the father died. And that would be perfectly aligned with Rapapa, who says that the Shibud only begins at the time of the Pshi or at the time of the Ones and not at the time of the Sheva. So essentially the Machlokas really boils down to at what point is the Shibud Karkaos on a, on, on a loan, uh, of, on, on an item that is loaned, at what point does the Shibud Karkaos kick in? Does the Shibud Karkaos kick in at the time that you lend the item to the other fellow? Or does Shibud Karkaos kick in when the item that was loaned suffers some sort of Pshi or Ones and now there's a Shibud Karkaos? So where did Rav Papa take a stance on this time? Rav Papa, Rav Papa said the following, Haisaparu Genuvalo Let's say you had a stolen cow ready from Erev Shabbos. Utvach Shabbos. And then you shechted on Shabbos. Chayiv. You have to pay Dalad Vey. Even though we normally have a din of Kamle Bidrabimine, that if you're Chayiv for Chayiv Skil of Chil Shabbos, you're going to be potter from any Dine Mominus. Uh, over here, we're not going to apply Kamle Bidrabimine. Shekhar Chayiv Begeneva, Kodum Shabbat Yisr Shabbos. Because you were already Chayiv in the Geneva on Erev Shabbos before the Chayiv Shabbos came in. Aye, but the Dalad Vey is only Bishas Tvicha. It's not Bishas Geneva. But uh, you're not gonna, the Onesh Misa is not going to get you out of the Chiv Dalad Vehei because uh, Dalad Vehei is a Knas. And Misa patters you from a Chiv Mamon. Kamle Bidramine patters you from a Chiv Mamon. It does not patter you from a Chiv Knas. If a person had a borrowed para and he shafted it on, on Shabbos, Potter. Then he's going to be Potter uh, for, from paying back the Karen of the Gazela because Isra Shabbos is a Ban Kechad. That's a Mamon payment, and it happened that he incurred that Mamon payment at the very moment that he uh, that he was being Mechal Shabbos. So he's only going to be punished for the Chal Shabbos. Come Lebedramine, he's not going to have to pay the money. It's just like when you shoot an arrow and it goes through someone's shirt and also their heart and, and, and kills them. So you're going to be Chayev for killing them. You're 
you're not going to be high for the monetary damage that was done along the way. So here also, you had a borrowed cow, you shechted it on Shabbos, that's a mamun payment you should have been chayiv, but since you're chayiv for Shabbos, you're putter from, uh, from the mamun payment. Um, the, uh, and and, and, and uh, obviously we're not going to say dal because we're not talking about a ganav or a gazlan over here, but it's from that din we learn that Rav Papa holds that a shoal is not chayiv from the tchilas hasha'ila. He's only chayiv at the shas or shas onas, because had his chayivim already kicked in from the tchilas hasha'ila from the moment he borrowed it, well that happened before Shabbos. So then the chayiv mamon should have been considered to have occurred prior to Shabbos, and he should still be chayiv in the mamon. Why is it that we apply kamle bidramine? Because the shibudim and the chayiv mamon really only kicks in mishas onas, mishas pshia at the time that something happened to the borrowed item. That was the original context of Rav Papa's statement. Tan Rabbanon, we have a new b'risa. Ve'yishvaz gzela ashar gazal. You should return the gzela. Which gzela? You know, the one that you stole. Matam lam ashar gazal. What is the phrase ashar gazal adding into the pasuk? So yaksir ken shagazal to tell me they only have to return it when it's still intact. But if it's not intact, then you're potter. Now, obviously, we can't be talking about a gazlan and saying that if you steal something, you better use it quick because uh, then you'll be able to get away with it. You're not going to have to. That can't be. A gazlan obviously has to pay back for things that he stole, even if he used them up already. So, it's based on this that we learn that if a person stole and fed it to his children, the children will be potter from paying it back. But if he left the item itself, whether the, uh, the children are over or below bar mitzvah, they have to return the item itself. They're holding on to something that doesn't belong to them. But Sumchus says only Gedolim are going to be chayv to return it. Ketanim are going to be potter to return it. You cannot be chayv ketanim in chayv hashava, even if the gzela is still intact. So the Gemara now tells a story relating to this, relating to Kabbalah Seidu Shalob Ifnei Baldin, which relates to the fact that Ketanim are potter, relating to the idea that you can't, uh, the Ketanim have certain rights and privileges. So Bar de Rabbi Yirmiya, the son of the father of Rabbi Yirmiya, who apparently was still a Katan, he closed the doors of the house in front of Rabbi Yirmiya that Rabbi Yirmiya should not be able to enter because Rabbi Yirmiya's father-in-law had died and Rabbi Yirmiya wanted to take the house that had previously belonged to his father-in-law because he had a taina that belonged to him. He claimed that his father-in-law had given it to him as a matana, so he wanted to go and be machzik in the house. So his brother-in-law, right, the son of his father-in-law, came and uh, closed up the house and uh, made sure that Rabbi Yirmiya couldn't enter to be machzik in it. So Rabbi Yirmiya came to Rabbi Yavin's basin to, you know, for Din Torah. So Amar, so Rabbi Yavin said, Shalohu Toveh, the Katan is being Toveh, that which belongs to him. He's a Yorish of his father. So Rabbi Yirmiya said, what, you think I'm just trying to take away his Yerusha? No, chas v'shalom. My father gave it to me as a matana during his lifetime. And I have Edim, that I already had three years of Chazaka while my father-in-law was still, was still alive. So it's Chazaka, Shiesim Imatayna, that the house belongs to me. So so Rabbi Yavin said, You think we're going to be Makabal Edim, Shalob Baldin? A katan is always considered Shalob Baldin. We cannot be Makabal of the Edus, no matter how much Edus you have. So it's frankly Gemara Velo. Can you not? But didn't we learn in the Brysa? 
that if the father left a gzela over for his children and the gzela is still intact, bein gedolim, bein ketanim, chayavin, that both gedolim and ketanim are chayav to return it. Obviously, we're makabaleidus against the ketanim, and the ketanim have to return it. So you see, you are makabaleidus shalom bifnei baldin, meaning bifnei ketanim who are baldin. So Rabbi Rabbi Yavin said, you bring me a raya from the Tanakama, but but Sumchus had disagreed with the Tanakama, and he said that you cannot be mechayev the ketanim at all. So it's unbelievable. The whole world is going to Paschal like a das yachar of Sumchus just to make sure I don't get the house that I'm entitled to. Meaning, why on earth would you Paschal like Sumchus? L'chara, we should Paschal like the Rabbanon and not like Sumchus. Sadahachi, while all this was happening, Igalgil Milsa. The case came to Rabbi Avo. So Amr Rabbi Avo said, Lo Do you not know Had Rabbi Yosef Barchama Am Rabbi Yoshaya? The teaching of Rabbi Yosef Barchama Am Rabbi Yoshaya, Dom Rabbi Yosef Barchama Am Rabbi Yoshaya, Tinok Shetakaf Avadav, Viyarlatok Sadish Havero. If let's say you have a child who has Avadim and he grabs all of his Avadim and he goes into someone else's field and Vamar uh, and, Shalihu and, and he claims that that field is his, so we don't say, uh, We better not throw the child out of the field because he's just a kid so let's wait till he becomes an adult and then we'll throw him out of the field no right away we take him out of the field he can't just storm into someone else's field with all of his avadim and go take the field and get a pass until he becomes a bar mitzvah into the contrary throw him out right now when he becomes a god let him bring him that it belongs to him and we'll see that if he's correct or not so over here also uh, the time is let Rabbi Yirmiya keep the karka, and when the child gets older, we'll see if the child, I mean, this child locking all the doors, I'm keeping the house for myself, throw him out of there. When he becomes an adult, if he's able to prove that the house belongs to him, then he'll, then he'll be able to get the house. So it says, no, 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 me dummy, how can you compare this to the, this story of Rabbi Yirmiya to the din of Rabbi Yoshaya? Over there, they're motzi the tinok from the karka to lokai melea because there is no chazaka that the father had that it was his to begin with. So what's the kid doing there? There's nothing indicating that it at all belonged to the kid. I mean, the default before we knew anything, had the, the kid had no shaykhs to the field. But over here, we knew that this field once belonged to the father and we know that this child is the yoresh of the father. So the, the default position before Rabbi Yirmiya came and said, oh, I have Edim and I have Chazaka and he gave it to me as Matana and I have all these titans. Before that, that happened, we know the father on the field, we know this kid's a yoresh, so Mela, the kid should be the one who has the upper who has the upper hand. And therefore we can allow the kid to stay in the field until he grows up and then Rabbi Yirmiya could go and bring his aid him. So Gemara brings other cases of being Makabal Eidu Shalobifne Baldin. So Toiba Rabbi Yochanan Rabbi Yochanan started looking into this to try to understand Rabbi Shabtai Is that true? You can be Makabladus when the Baldin is not there? Oh, that's not really true. After all, Rabbi Yosef received the following teaching teaching um, uh, um, the, the uh, I'm sorry, Rabbi Yosef was Makabal from Rabbi Yochanan 
on Rabbi Shabtai's perush that kugon shayuhu chola. The case must be that the baldin is a chola. Oh, aid of cholim, or the edim are cholim. Or the edim want to go on a trip somewhere and they're not going to be back for a long time. So we need to get this edus done right now. And the basin sent to, to the nitva that he should come to the din Torah. And he didn't come. So in those cases, even shalob b'fnei baldin. So that's where we uh, we say that mekabeled shalob b'fnei baldin. But otherwise, we're no nowhere we mekabeled shalob b'fnei baldin. We said uh, one of the cases was shayahu chola. Who's the who that was chola? So there are two uh, approaches in Rishonim. Some say that the toveya is chola and he's going to die. So he wants uh, that the, uh, that, the, the that they should be mekabeled right now in order that uh, that he he could be there uh, while it's happening before he drops dead. Others say that the nitva is chola and the mekabeled because the toveya doesn't want to wait until the nitva's children grow up and become bar mitzvah to have to deal with this case. Meaning the nitva is chola. I don't know how long he's going to be around. His children are very young. If he dies, I'm going to have to deal, I'm going to have to wait till the kids get uh, get older. So that's uh, that's two days in terms of uh, who's who exactly is the Chola. There is a stira in Rashba here. The Rashba writes that it's only by Dinah Nefashos that there's a Din Daraisa that you're not Mechabalei the Shol B'fnei Baldin. By Dinah Mamelis it's only in Asmach that's a Din Darabanon and that's why we're Mekel B'makom Adchak. That's why in all these cases where it's a Shas Adchak where you have he's a Chola and you, this guy's going on a trip and this and that. So we say, okay, we'll do away with the Allah of not Mechabalei the Shol B'fnei Baldin because the whole thing is only Din Darabanon so B'Shas Adchak we're going to be Mekel. It's a stira because in Shubas Rashba the Beis and quotes a Chuba's Rashba that says not that way, that there's no chilik. And uh, whenever there's Tzorach or Makabel, both for Dine Nefashos and for Dine Mamanis, and they're all, it's all a Dindal Raisa, um, but it just happens to be that if there's a Shasad Chak, we're going to be Makabel Shalom B'fnei Baldin. So another case where Makabel Shalom B'fnei Baldin, Am Rabbi Dom Shmuel, Makabel Meim Shalom B'fnei Baldin, Am Maruk V'ledim Mfarshalim Meim Shalom B'fnei Baldin, when was Shmuel talking about that you're Makabel Shalom B'fnei Baldin, Kigon De Paschale B'dinei, that they already started to have the Din Torah, and now the Tavea wants to bring his Edim, Vishalchule, and they told the Nitva, Nu, come to Beisdin, they uh, subpoenaed him to Beisdin, Vilawasa, and he didn't come. Avalopaskulebedina, but if the Din Torah never began, he can say, You know what? I, I'm not satisfied with this Beisdin. I want to go to a more prestigious Beisdin. If that's the case, that he could always be Docha to a Beisdin Agadal, why, when the Din Torah started, could he still, can he not say the Beisdin Agadal Azilna? Meaning, why is it that once the Din Torah starts, you're no longer allowed to come with such a taina? So, Ravina The case must be that there is a, that he has a letter from the Beis Nagadol that entitles this Beisdin to hear the case. So then the, uh, the, the, the other fellow, the Nitva, cannot taina that he wants to go to the Beis Nagadal. So now the Gemara brings a machlokas about Kim Shtaros, Shalom B'fnei Baldin. Amram, Mekaimenes Hashtar, Shalom B'fnei Baldin. Rav holds, you can do a Kim Shtar, Shalom B'fnei Baldin. Rabbi Yochan Amar, Ein Mekaimenes Hashtar, Shalom B'fnei Baldin. Rabbi Yochanan disagrees. If you can do Kim Shtaros, it has to be in front of the Baldin. So Amalei, Rav Sheshes, Rabbi Yossi, Baravohu, let me explain to you why Rabbi Yochanan holds that you need the Bali Din to be there, that you not, cannot be Makabal Eidos, Shalom B'fnei Baldin. Because Amar Kra, 
The pasuk says by Yeshara Muad that kills a person that the shor does not become a muad to be mechayiv the bailim to pay kofar unless you were made in bezin in front of the bailim that the shor is a muad. So that the balashar has to be there when they're makabal edus in the basin against the shar. And we're not makabal edus shalob b'fanav in order that he could be, uh, um, and, 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 uh, and we, we, we want him to be able to make a taina against the edim, to machish the edim, to bring other edim. He's got to be there in order to be able to, to deal with the case. So we pass him that when it comes to kim shtaros, that can happen. Shalob b'fnei baldin, v'afilu omid v'tzoveach. And even if he's screaming, do not be makabal, do not be makayim the star, it's a star mezuyaf, we're, we're makayim the star, shalom b'fnei baldin. The Rashba says, what do you mean? It, it, the whole discussion is, we're being makayim the star, shalom b'fnei baldin, means the guy's not there. So what do you mean? Amad v'tzavach, he's screaming. If he's, how do we hear him screaming if he's, not, if he's not here? Right, the whole case doesn't seem to, the whole lashon seems to be a little uh, magumgam. So uh, he says, uh, so the Rashba writes that the Chiddush is that we're gove with such a star that was makuyim shalom b'fanav, even when, even if at the time that we're trying to be Gova, the Baldin shows up and he says, wait, how could you be Gova with such a star? The whole thing is Mazuyev. It doesn't matter, we ignore him entirely. We're not Choshish Ludvarv at all. But if the lover says, give me some time, don't collect yet. Give me time to at least bring my Adam to prove to you that this star is Mazuyev and that you have no right to collect with such a star. So we give him some time. And if he comes in the allotted time, great. And if he doesn't come in the allotted time, we wait until the next Monday. And if he doesn't come then, Thursday afterwards. And if he doesn't come then, the Monday afterwards, and he loas if he doesn't come, base hey base, kasvin and pischi lavei, then psichli lavei, then basin writes a star nidui of, uh, against this guy for not paying his chovos tishin yomin for another ninety days before we start collecting from his properties. Why ninety days? Because the first thirty days we're not going to go collect damar katark mezuzei v'nizuf. We assume that he's uh, busy trying to borrow money in order that he'll be able to pay back. Say during the next 30 days, we also don't go to his properties and seize them. We assume that maybe he couldn't find anyone to lend him money, and therefore, so now he's busy trying to sell off his nechassim so he can liquidate, he can have some cash to be able to pay back. And then, and then the last 30 days, we also don't yet confiscate his properties because we assume that whoever he's selling his, uh, his nechassim to needs to come up with the cash to pay for that so that he'll have the money. So lo asa kasina drachta nechse. But by the end of ninety days, he still hasn't come. Then we write uh, to the malva a sharp sakdin that he's able to collect from the money from the nix the money from the nixe alova wherever those nechasim may be. But this whole idea of waiting this amount of time is da'amrasina. If he says, you know, give me some time to gather to get myself together, But if he's defiant and he says, I am absolutely not coming. I'm not dealing with this. This is all garbage. So then the alta kasvin, and then right away we'll write an adrachta against him. And that's only b'milva when it comes to a loan. If a person is tavea, please return my pikadon that uh, your 
you're, you're supposed to be a shomer on, um, and he doesn't return it, then lialta kasvinan. Then right away we write a shtar adrachta. kasvinan, that which we write a shtar psakt in, that the malva is able to go to the nechasm of the lova to collect, is amakarkai. That's only on karkos, lo. But he's not able to collect from metaltlin. Because maybe the malva is going to come and uh, and finish off all the metaltlin that he collected with the chov. And then if at a later date the love is able to prove that the star was in fact Mazuyov, there's gonna be nothing left to collect. But Karka's real estate, Karka's always gonna be there. So if he collects Karka, if later we have to reverse the decision, then we'll be able to do that. If the Malva has Karkos Kasvina, then we can even write on the Metaltalin of the Lova. But Velohi, that's not true. We never write an Adrachta on Metaltalin. Even if the Malva has Karka, because we're afraid that that karka may get ruined, then the lova is not going to be able to collect back from that. And when do we write an adrachta? When we do write an adrachta, we have to let him know. And that which we say that we have to let him know is the mikrov. Is only if he's nearby, within a day's journey. If he's further away, low, then we don't have to let him know. And even if he's further away, but there are krovim that could uh, let him know. Or there are Shayaros, where people are traveling from one place to the other, Mashinale, we wait to, we wait to write the Shtar Adrachta, Trace for 12 months, Adazavaisi until the, the Shayaros, the, the caravans go back and forth. Just like Ravina paskined for Maracha to wait 12 months on his Lova that he was who didn't live in the city, Adazavaisi Shayata in Bechazai, until the, the, the caravan came back from Bechazai. Velohi, that's not a Raya. Hasaminish Ali Mahava. Maracha was a very powerful man. And if he would have gotten the Adrachta, we never would have been able to take it back from him afterwards. So that's why Ravina Paskin that he needs to wait 12 months. But a person who's not a particularly powerful person, even if there are Shayaros, we don't have to wait for the Lova. Until the Shliach Basin comes on Tuesday to let the Lova know. And the Lova has to come back by Wednesday. And on Thursday, which is the Zaman of Moshe Bezdin, when the Bezdin meets, so then he'll come and he'll stand before the uh, Bezdin. But it's got to all be within a one day's journey. Okay, Beth Hashem, Alicia will pick up tomorrow at Amar Ravina. I'm going to be gone Friday and Shabbos Sunday. But believe I will be back on Monday. Everyone have a great day. Oh, yeah.